This is Learn Right Radio, your podcast for clinical practice, clinician experiences, and being a clinician in the workplace. I'm your host, Sarah Thistle. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Learn Right Radio. We've got Aaron on the call today. Uh, it's going to be a really cool talk, um, probably one of a few. Um, and we'll be kind of diving into what she does and what she specifically focuses on. So, Aaron, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and just tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Um, my name is Aaron Gutterelli. I am an athletic trainer. I have been an athletic trainer for only about three or four years. My COVID timeline telling is terrible now, so it all just blends together. Um, I'm based in the Portland area. I'm originally from this area, um, but after I graduated from my educational program, I went straight up to the Seattle area to work in industry. Um, I somehow, for some reason, knew that I just wanted to go straight into the industrial setting, straight from graduation. So I did that and I took my now husband up there with me and then we decided, just kidding, we miss our families and we moved back to Portland. And so um, I'm not in aerospace anymore, but I do cover a variety of um, industry settings in the Portland area. So yeah, just living up in Portland. Yeah. What are the, what are all the industries that you do cover? Yeah. So I, I have a heavy hand in manufacturing. Um, Funny enough, I was initially in aerospace, but one of the sites I cover now makes parts for airplanes. Um, so just straight up manufacturing. Then I also dabble in um, gummy vitamin food processing. That's a really fun one. It smells really good in there all the time. Uh, I do a little bit of work with um, distribution team members. So delivery drivers and warehouse picking team members. Um, and then just another food processing plant is the one I do and they make bread. Hmm. How different are the industries as far as how you approach the role or um, even the injuries you see day to day? You know, I try to tell myself that it's all relatively similar. I think that's just for my basis, um, not <laughs> for anyone else's, um, but they are, they truly are different, you know, even, um, so I in Seattle was in a manufacturing plant. Um, they made scissor lifts for construction companies and whatnot. Um, and that type of manufacturing coming down to the Portland area to this new manufacturing place that I work at is completely different. It mm. blows my mind. Um, in the Seattle area, there were like tack times and it was just like those cycle times of like 10 minutes every 10 minutes they're making a unit, they're popping out a unit from the assembly line. So everyone's go, go, go. Um, and then here in the Portland area, there's still like go, 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 but the pace is much more calm. Um, so a lot of overuse injuries, a lot of hand, a lot of shoulder and neck, um, just from sustained postures and repetitive postures, but it's, and they're truly different. And it's kind of crazy to me because my brain wants to package it in. This is just manufacturing. So it should just be like this and nice and neat, but life is not that way. And neither is industry. <laughs> right. And then, so if you're, let's say you're going from the scissor lift to the vitamin gummies. What's, uh, what's a common injury you see with scissor lifts? What's one you see with gummies? Yeah, so for the scissor lifts, it depends on the size because um, they can get pretty big. Uh, if they're needed on like rough terrain, they get massive. It's kind of wild. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say for the scissor lifts, I did see a lot of 
um, if it was in a sub-assembly area working with wiring, a lot of hand issues, a lot of shoulder issues, neck issues from looking down. Um, if they were in like the main assembly area, there's a lot of like low back and shoulder from, you know, lifting parts. They, you know, would put in batteries. They would put in um, like the brake system. They would lug these tires up and place them on the units. Um, and then with the vitamin gummies, it's a lot of hand and shoulder as well and neck. Um, but most of that is because when the vitamin gummies are made, they hopefully they aren't, but if they're, you know, if their chemistry makeup is a little bit off, they lump together and they're very hard to separate. So people have to declump like this position all day, 12 hours a day, looking oh. down at that. So, um, so similar areas, mm -hmm. different mechanisms. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's a really unique component where it's like, yeah, same body part, but completely different issue. Yeah. And so off call, I already know that you do have an interest in hand prevention or hand injury prevention. Um, and a lot of what you seem to enjoy working on is that. So is that because of the injury you were seeing or did you already like through school and before you even got there, you're like, oh, I just really like hands. How did that, no, how did that come I, about? That's a really great question. I actually <laughs> have never, you know, dissected that. Uh, I had zero interest and or like passion and or like, I don't, I, like conceptually the hand and the feet to me were like super hard for me to grasp in school. Mm. And that was just in undergrad as well when you're learning like generic anatomy and physiology. And then yeah. to apply that where you're like, I could barely remember the carpal, you know, things like that. We're <laughs> like, holy crap. Um, mm -hmm. But when I got on site to my, the scissor lift company that I was up in in Seattle, um, there, the bulk of their injuries were just hand, hand, elbow, wrist, hand, hand, hand. Um, mm -hmm. And so it kind of, I just had to adapt because, which is a great way, right? You're just like, I need to learn about this now. And what better way to do this than to just get your feet dirty and go. Right. Um, but I, I was just thrown into it where it was just, that was the majority of what I was seeing and what people were complaining about. And we use our hands for everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's just at home, but these people are, are here 10 hours a day working with their hands and they go home and have a life and use their hands. So um, I really just put my head down and I was like, okay, hand, how am I going to hopefully fix, you know, life's not perfect, but how can I get close to fixing this issue for these people? Um, and then from there, I kind of just, I don't know, focused on hand stuff. Not that, you know, you don't get the occasional foot or knee or hip and back and all mm -hmm. that good stuff, but um, the hand is really where I have just kind of focused. Yeah. How did you, well, I think that's one, it's really good to tailor to what you're seeing. You know, you don't want to, even if you were like a foot whiz and no mm -hmm. one has foot injuries, like, yeah, that's useful, but like not really. So yeah, um, right. So that, <laughs> I can't that. wait for someone to come in with the pain. <laughs> <laughs> you're just waiting for that foot day. Like, oh, anyway, um, that's not super helpful to you. So when you were seeing that you needed to adapt to all the hand injuries, um, regardless of how they were occurring, what was your, what were like your top three ways of really diving into hand and um, tailoring it to industrial? How did you go about that? Yeah, I, 
I, I'm going to plug learn right for a little bit. I actually, when I first started and was like having this influx of hand issues come in, uh, learn right had just released the hand ergonomics, uh, course. And I was like, I need to take this now. Um, and so that was really, really helpful just because, you know, um, as you know, we know with continuing education companies and whatnot, they typically are tailored to that traditional setting, um, mm -hmm. still is applicable. Totally. Um, but I was just like, okay, the vibration component is huge because mm -hmm. the only really vibration that I ever really encountered with the hand in the traditional setting, you know, during school was maybe a baseball swing, a softball swing. And I played softball. So like, I remember it doesn't feel good on your hands when you hit the ball wrong, but right. that's not every single swing. That's not every single cut you're taking. Um, and sometimes, you know, you get that one where you hit, you hit it and it feels great, no problem. And other mm -hmm. times you don't. But these people are encountering this all the time, every single day. Again, 10 to 12 hours a day, their hand is exposed to all this like vibration. Mm -hmm. um, so anyways, that was a long tangent about how I just, you know, I took that and I was like, okay, I didn't even consider vibration to be an issue. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go out and touch all of these uh, power tools and see how great, quote unquote, great my hand feels after, um, using them and then mm. think about compounding that through a whole work shift. And I would not feel great either. So I kind of, I threw myself into just like, you know, not only that course, but just going out there and being like, can I try this? Yeah. How do you do this? I actually, um, was just on site at the genie lifts manufacturing company, um, not too long ago. And I, they have these connectors that you have to like snap in there um that you test the wiring like the integrity of the wire um because it controls the brake and mm -hmm. if they if nothing is like in place it will man it will malfunction and the mm -hmm. brakes won't work um but in order to test it that needs to like be really secure in the testing socket and so this person who's doing this is doing it 15 times per day they have to like jam it in there until they it clicks and then it's a pinch grip vertical and these people have to reach up so it's not even in like a comfortable position to like pinch it out but not only is it like that awkward angle but these two little fingers are in control of pulling out this huge thing that they just like solidified in there um so it's very gentle obviously yeah uh, but that was something where I was like can I try this? And it's very humbling to this day. I am terrible at it. I still mm -hmm. am. I'm embarrassed myself completely. So, um, that's the other, I would say the other thing that I did is just go out there and say, can I try what you're doing? Mm. Um, and I've been on sites before too, where like, you obviously cannot touch production. You can't do this and whatnot, mm -hmm. but like my safety team and the team members on site were awesome. And they're just like, yes. And that, and they love that too. They're like, yes, yeah. this sucks. Please try it. So you understand why my hand yeah. hurt. Um, yeah. So I was really lucky just to be able to be like, put me through the ringer. Let me try mm -hmm. it. So then you took those courses um, or you took the course and you had a better appreciation for the vibrational component. You then immersed yourself, you tried. Um, and obviously you're talking with these associates and you're learning what their experiences are. So then with that information that you collected, how did you then make a change or implement something to address that actual issue of the tool? Yeah. Um, well, a bunch of trial and error is my mm. generic summary. Um, 
but I just continuously like put myself out there uh, with the team members just to, again, observe, try to do some coaching on like, would it be possible to make this such and such adjustment? Can mm -hmm. you change up the grip strategy you're using? What do you feel like when you do that? Like, instead of using our thumb and our index finger, can you like pinch with your middle and your thumb like five times out of the 15 times you do it? Can mm -hmm. you, can you use these two fingers together? Can you switch your hand? Um, can we turn that connector sideways and can you pull this way? Um, so I, you know, just suggesting and see when, what was reason or a reasonable ask and what was like a lay person, why would you ever suggest that? Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that I was really lucky to be able to do was, um, really, you know, I, I had free reign on either, um, uh, manipulating their pre-shift warmups because they do them every morning, but they do the same ones and they've done the same ones for years and years and years that, a non-work right person put together at one point. So I have to imagine it was a safety team member um, and they're all generic. So nothing was really targeted from what I could see. Uh, some were applicable, but they were mostly static stretches or they were mostly like gross muscle groups um, being kind of uh, focused on. So I was able to kind of get in there and say, hey, can we throw like these three finger stretches in or these nerve glides in to the pre-shift warmup? Um, and so that was, you know, nice to be able to do. I also posted, uh, the like job related micro breaks right at each site. So every, mm. or every location. Um, and so I even like was walking around the other day and my, my laminated pre my job related micro break posters are still up there. Uh, and so it's just, it was all hand oriented, all like mm. shoulder, um, elbow, neck, even like for nerve wide, um, implementation too. So. I just kind of threw everything I could. I don't know if everything I could is now thrown at it, but like I, I went kind of crazy and I just was like, okay, we're attacking the pre-shift warm-up. Mm -hmm. We're attacking your micro breaks. We're attacking your strat job strategies. We're mm -hmm. making you play with a rubber band to strengthen, strengthen your hand intrinsics. Like, yeah. um, uh, we, I wasn't able to really like modify any tools, but we discussed that as like an opportunity um, actually at the manufacturing site in Portland that I work at. They have like foam handles. They have other things that you can apply to a tool if somebody needs it. Um, not oh, that, wow. You know, not that they do that themselves or know what they, how to even maybe go about that, but it's really cool to be able to kind of help facilitate that if someone is having um, an issue because it's really the work that they do is really fine, like torch using and kind of yeah. scraping tools. So still that fine manipulation. Um, but if someone needs to like have a wider tool, that could be something I use, which is really awesome. But, um, mm. yeah. And then we also, I've also kind of gotten to the world of like anti-vibration glove inserts, anti-vibration mm. gloves that you can just use straight up. Um, I, again, come from a softball background and I worked a lot of baseball because I love the sport. And so they didn't have these when I played. So I don't know if I'm aging myself, but they have these little, um, you stick them over your thumb. It's a little like rubberized, like thumb companion. I'm going to call it an accessory. Um, and essentially it just lays directly onto your thumb underneath your batting gloves. And it mm -hmm. is the, the purpose is to dissipate the force that you might um, encounter from maybe swinging the bat and hitting the ball on the bat in a 
suboptimal way. So to reduce that vibration. Um, so I've even gone as so far as to be like, hey, can you just like put this on your your thumb? You, I know you don't like the glove inserts. I know you don't like the anti-vibration gloves, but can you just try this? It's mm -hmm. not as invasive. So I, yeah, I just, again, kind of went crazy. And I was just like, we're going to try all the things and we're going to see what works. You're like the the opposite <laughs> of... You're like the opposite of the memes or the like the videos where people are like, I don't know what to do with my hands. You're yeah. like literally the opposite. Like, I have so many options for what you can do, do with your hands. For the hands. <laughs> endless, endless options. So look out. Yeah, totally. That's funny. That's you. I'm gonna make that meme later. Yeah. Put my face Almost. over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what to do with your hands. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so cool though. And I like that. I like that there was obviously this uh this big gap in um in how hand finger any injury was approached or handled and you kind of were like all right well let's do a b c and d and e and let's let's really you know take off the boxes of everything we've tried because so far nothing's really going great <laughs> we have these jobs and you know at the end of the day they need to do it so how can we make it better for them mm -hmm. um so obviously it was very adaptive of you um, and really kind of had to get creative, I'm sure, uh, really just exhausting all options. So and then with that being said, the other hat is your hand wizard is one hat. <laughs> the, the other hat. You could call um, it a glove. <laughs> yeah. The, your left glove is literally hands. Your right glove um, is you are an innovation analyst mm -hmm. for the company. So yeah kind of dive into that because I, I don't think that they're two separate things. I think that there's certainly carryover from everything that you've done up to this point and now being an innovation analyst. Um, kind of first explain what that is. Sure. And it's ever evolving. So this by yes. the time this airs, it could, you know, could be different. But essentially, so we at Workright utilize um, a large amount of wearable technology or computer-based vision um, softwares at multiple sites. Um, and we even do, you know, just one-off risk assessments using wearable technology and whatnot. Um, so that is definitely within my wheelhouse. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to be exposed to all of the tech that we offered initially when I got to my first site because that client paid for it. Um, and so I just was very self-taught and I just realized there was like a really large gap with some of our clients who maybe had the technology on site, but didn't often know how to utilize it or didn't understand it first and foremost. Um, and same with like work right clinicians too, because if their safety partners aren't saying, Hey, can we use this tool for this? Then they aren't really going to be like, oh, this is gonna really help and be valuable to this safety team. Um, so I guess it stemmed from that, just being like really familiarizing myself with all the technology and kind of trying to implement it wherever. And I did often use um, some of the tech that we had on site um, for like these hand initiatives, just to see if they could reduce risk mm -hmm. um, in some form. Um, and then, it kind of just developed into, you know, going and doing these like workshops with companies. Um, my latest project actually was on Tuesday in Texas in 102 degree heat, um, you know, with some electricians seeing mm -hmm. like, can we manipulate their task or can we coach body mechanics? Um, 
but these workshops kind of lead to like engineering changes. So even beyond the scope of like athletic trainers. So um, that's a huge role that I, that the innovation analyst um, title has given me, which is great. Um, and then the other component of that is I also have this huge list that I have zero time to look into because I'm so busy bothering people about their hand health. But um, uh, the other portion of that is kind of investigating additional um, companies or products that we could potentially use, like whether that be exoskeletons, like why, why this company's exoskeleton over this one, um, or um, our current computer-based vision, like they're obviously competitors of that company. So like, what do their competitors offer? Um, or what suggestions can we give this current company we work with that we want to see because we utilize their products so often, but we you know, want something else to be in the bells and whistles component. So it's kind of, it is a little, it's uh, not, not rigid, I guess, is my summary of like what, what I do as an innovation analyst, but um, I, I like that for mm -hmm. the most part, because you can totally just be like, I'm going to go investigate this avenue now and we'll see how it relates to what I can do on site or what I can even offer to work right to implement for other sites, you know, who, I don't know, like, I don't cover construction, but I know that work right clinicians do cover construction. So like, do I see something that we can use for those who are on site with construction crews that again, maybe I don't have a direct application at my sites, um, but construction crew members might benefit from yeah so then when you're right now you don't have time but even just when you were teaching yourself about the different technologies um implementing them teaching other clinicians about it what's your thought process when maybe you're scoping out a new one um what's the thought process behind you know does this one work is this going to be suitable for this uh type of site how do you kind of go through that? Yeah, well, luckily, we now have an internal uh, committee team that helped me because previously it was me just being like, I hope this is good. Um, <laughs> but initially, when it was just me, I was looking into some stuff and I was like, okay, what are the things that like apply mostly to my site? So like, mm. can it operate without Wi-Fi? Because each assembly line at the site that I was at has its own like Wi-Fi signal. And so oh. it would definitely like interfere. So that was a really mm. interesting um, obstacle. And then the other thing that I looked into was um, some of the wearable tech stuff that we use sticks on people's skin. So like if someone has a aller an adhesive allergy, like that's out there, they can't uh, participate. So mm -hmm. that would be, you know, another usability or um, application, I guess, physical application. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I looked at and I still have yet to find, but I'm still looking is like, can we measure somehow force absorption? Mm -hmm. um, and that again had to do with the hand uh, situation. The other thing is cost for sure. You know, just yeah. like anything, you have to really make sure that it's like reasonable. Mm -hmm. um, and then the general question, you know, that I typically try to answer is like, is there a need for this? Mm -hmm. Can't like do, does the battery of, uh, technology that we currently use allow us to still use this or is there a limitation to what they can measure that we need to answer with something else um, 
Mm. An example would be like, I know, you know, some companies came out with like sweat patches that you can measure like hydration levels or um, amounts of sweat lost and whatnot. The, uh, our computer-based vision, for example, will not be able to capture that or mm-hmm. um, neither are wearables, our wearable sensors. Um, and that one, oh, I guess another thing would be like portability, like the, mm. wear, the oh, yeah. computer vision. I mean, it right now it's just computer based. Uh, so, do you want to be lugging your laptop on the production floor with all these hoists and forklifts coming at you? Hmm. Probably not. Um, but yeah, things like that, where it's just practicality-wise, what does this look like? And then again, cost and how realistic is it for us to hmm. bring it bring it to work right? Yeah. How do you feel? Well, I guess I'll I'll go back first. Let's say it was you, little baby Aaron entering the industrial setting Mm -hmm. no hand experience yet how would you have ever imagined yourself in this position where you are essentially grading technology and be like all right this is good for this company or oh we should probably pass on this one like absolutely not (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah I know again like I I always say I'm very self-taught because I was Mm -hmm. just like well there's a need for that let's like investigate this well what does this look like what oh okay you know and uh, no, I is my answer. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, and here we are. And it's super fun. It's yeah. awesome to see all these things. And I don't, I think initially I would have just been like, yeah, we just do like musculoskeletal stuff and that's it. But then this is totally up the alley of like our prevention domain. You know, yeah. it, it's totally applicable within athletic training to just be mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm investigating this technology, which no, it doesn't have hopefully a heartbeat and like nerves and muscles that I can treat. But at the same time, it might affect somebody who has all those things that I work with. Um, So it's really interesting. There's my philosophy minor coming into play, I guess. Uh, I just, you know, (laughs) no, like endless possibilities. So just, um, so I don't know. No is again, my roundabout answer. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's a good, I think that's a great display of, being an athletic trainer in this setting though because you really like you have these set expectations um, of a traditional setting and of course every setting varies every college team every every team varies in some shape or form Um, but to then come into an industrial setting where you really don't get to use your full set or full skill set the entire Mm -hmm. time um, to still have that idea of okay, I need to be adaptable. I need to look for things. And like you're saying, is there a need? Um, I think that's incredibly important. And that's a huge skill set that we do come into this field with, um, no matter how it ends up looking. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And it's also, you know, I was just chatting with someone, one of my coworkers the other day too. And it's like, and he came directly from actually an orthopedic uh, setting that he worked heavily with high school before Mm -hmm. that but he um he made the comment he was like that's I mean such is the life of the athletic trainer you know you identify like your needs and whatnot and then you just got to plug and play like the right people and I was Mm -hmm. like that is the most eloquent way I've ever heard that said because I will say all the words trying to like come to that (laughs) one point and I was just like that's so true we know we're resourceful you know Mm -hmm. you, you know like again if you're in the high school you know like go to your booster club, your athletic director, um, even like your school districts, um, maybe superintendent or the athletic associations board somewhat, you know what I mean? You like Mm -hmm. are really good 
that identifying who you need to go to for what, and it's no different in the industrial setting. It's just mm-hmm. different titles and yeah. what you're trying to get is a little bit different. Um, yeah. but it's, yeah, it's totally athletic training, like bread and butter. Yeah. Hmm. Well, honestly, I mean, I think that's, that's the ending statement. Um, be resourceful. <laughs> the person who said that was, isn't even here. I don't know who that is. So shout out to that person. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but anyway, I kind of want to, well, we need to wind it down actually. Zoom will kick us out. <laughs> so thank you, Aaron, so much for hopping on. Um, like You're I welcome. said, I truly expect that at some point we'll probably get back into this because I still have a million questions to ask you. Yeah. So <laughs> all about the hand and everything yes, else. So yes. uh, but thank you so much. Uh, I'll plug all of your stuff and show notes. And until next time, uh, we'll catch everyone later. So thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah.